Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Blue Doom post-match. It finished Fulham nil, Everton nil down uh, in, in down in London. And um, it stayed down here, Les Roberts, with you for... Um, well, probably about as long as this game is worth talking about, to be honest with you. Um, Les, I, I'd like to start with, um, and a lot of people are telling me this on Twitter right now, is that there's there's still plenty of positives to take from that. And I, I would be inclined to agree, but none of them would include uh, in the manner of going forward. I think defensively, we were very good. Um, and even even when that was said, there's a lot of fans arguing with me there, saying that well, we were lucky not to concede, because look at how many shots they had. Um, Mitrovic being the case in point who had 10 shots in the game and it's very very rare you see 10 shots had by one player in a game um, that certainly doesn't contain the words Manchester City uh, or any of the other sort of so-called top six clubs but uh, that's what that's what happens anyway and I think to sort of talk about this from sort of start to finish I think the first half the reason why it stayed nil and the reason why we kept the clean sheets was the goalkeeper that we had because I thought uh, I thought Jordan Pickford was absolutely brilliant tonight. Um, made some really crucial saves. The, the first one from uh, Mitrovic, I think the first one that started it all off for them having so many attempts on goal was when uh, Mitrovic spins uh, in round about the six-yard box and rips one on the half volley. And the instinctive sort of palm away from uh, from Pickford's one of the best saves I've seen this season and people might well mock that if the whoever's listening to this thinking no that, that's not really a good save it was right at him it wasn't right at him it was going over his left hand shoulder if you look at it and he puts pushes both of his hands up in the air gets uh, his fingers on it and, and it just goes over the bar and the one just after that where he tips it onto the crossbar as well um, it, it, it'd be hard push to say that he wasn't Everton's man of the match tonight I thought um, with Jordan Pickford and I think Everton by and large struggled to get a whole grip of the game it was largely Fulham he had a lot of possession in the match um, and yeah I mean it, it, but it's hard to be disappointed not losing 
away from home the way Everton have been away from home for such a long, long time, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's the first game, home game, from about this season that they've not scored in. So that that's a plus point. The fact that Mitrovic had ten shots, I think that is sort of testimony to the defence and the goalkeeper that he didn't score because the fellow scored nine goals in eleven games. So the defence and the goalkeeper have done exactly what they needed to do there, and they kept them out. You know, you can't like you can't take that away from a, a good performance because they were always going to attack us. I said in the week that we didn't really have much to worry about against Fulham. And what I meant by that was they've been good at home and they've got some good results and they they are seventh for a reason. But I don't think I don't think there was as much to worry about as we thought. And I think I don't know, it was a well earned draw. And it was it was a hard fourth draw, and it, the, the second half was dreadful. We did absolutely nothing in the second half, but I thought that first half we had the better chances possibly. Calvert Lewin should have buried that chance he got, or even if he'd have just missed it, Anthony Gordon probably would have slotted it. But it, it it's one of them, isn't it? You know, it got away from us. But I think to, to take the, the game in its entirety, I think to keep Fulham out at home, no one's done that all season, and. You know, we, we, we've said all season, really, Crystal Palace aside, the problem's been in the final third. It's been it, defensively in the midfield, we, we've been all right. That that final third has been the issue, and it was again today. Um, but yeah, it, you can't be unhappy at a draw away at the team who are currently seventh. I don't care if it's Fulham or who it is. The seventh in the league for a reason, like I said. And, you know, we, we got a hard-fought 0-0 draw there. The defence has done the job. The goalkeeper's done his job. I thought Mikalenko was man of the match today. Thought he was absolutely superb defensively again. Um, so yeah, just no real complaints for me. It's it disappointing that we didn't do more in the second half to try and um, take the game to them more, or you know, go for the win. But it happens, doesn't it? You know, we didn't take our chances in the first half, and that was probably where the, the game escaped us really. Well, that's right, and and I think as well, you know, you you look at. It, it's been it's been a long time of context for us as, as Everton fans, really, hasn't it, for so long now? When you, when you consider um, the way in which we've seen out seasons, we, we nearly got relegated at the end of the last one. The one before that, Ancelotti. I mean, it, it, it is hard to sort of contemplate everything that we'd expect going away to Fulham in the chasm of, which has basically been a really, really difficult what would you say three years since we had ironically the manager we faced tonight um, the way in which the club has been ran the way in which the players we've signed and whatnot, it's it's been a roller coaster of emotion hasn't it when it comes to stuff like that so to go to Fulham this season given how well they've played even though they're a promoted side to take a point from them when they've looked really really good every time I've seen them uh, so far this season it looks like Silver's finally, finally delivering on the promise that he had when he came to us in many ways um, they they were a tough side. I mean, I tell you what, they passed the ball really well. They 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 get it round across the pitch as quickly as they possibly can as well. They they they, they cause troubles without being just a one off machine because the that's the first thing I think any team that look at them when they're about to play them would think is that they're a, a one man band with Mitrovic yeah. up front and not much else. I, I, and I think that'd be really harsh to say. You look at Willian as well. I mean, he hasn't played many games, but he was really, really good. He surprised me tonight. He's thirty-five I, years old now as well. You know, I know. I, I thought I thought he was a, a well spent force, but I thought tonight he was really good. He and he's him. still quick, Les. 
He is, yeah. He causes no other problems tonight. So him, him and Mitrovic were the, the sort of main men for them tonight, I think. Um, but yeah, they, they did just they, they did look good all over the pitch, really, didn't they? Um, and I, I suppose, I guess that's what we expected. We expected to be on the back foot, I think, and to try and get them on the counter attack. But yeah, I, I was surprised with how good William was. And in Mitrovic, like you said, they've got a really good focal point there. He can do. Again, I said this in the week on the uh, on the weekly. He's found his feet in the Premier League now. Yeah. So his, his thing was always too good for the champ, not good enough for the Prem. But he's really he's he's hit the ground running this season, and he looks like a sort of a complete striker now. So you know they've got that really good focal point. They've got decent players around. I mean, they, they do look a good side. That's what that's why as I say you can't be disappointed with the points. Disappointed maybe in the way we got it because we didn't do anything in the second half, but. No, I, th- I think that's spot on. I, I think, I mean, it was a it was a fair result in probably the most traditional of ways. When you say, you know, it was a fair result to be a draw in a, in a match in the Premier League. I mean, I'm just looking at the table now. We have moved up a a, a, a position up to twelfth above West Ham. Um, what have we play, we played thirteen games. Um, Leeds currently playing Liverpool now. We might as well give the score because Leeds went one 0 up. And I was really excited about that, but Liverpool have just levelled at one all. Really <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely kiss of death. Liverpool will go one win and five six one, whatever it is. But anyway, um, you know that the, the ironically, um, much the same way as uh, when they played against Forest as well. Um, Liverpool have had a bit of a say in the in the teams in and around us in the last few weeks and Forrest beating them didn't really do us much of a favour because they're only what we've got a game in hand on us and they're only five points behind us now we are only in 12 and the thing about it is as well you know it's that it's that sort of crunch together isn't it that bottom yeah. half of the, of the Premier League take well all the way up to the top half really because you've got what Brentford who were one point ahead of us in 11th place and you go down they're, they're on 15 points and Leeds are playing right now. We're only five points behind them in 18th place. So, you know, that, that the season is just so unpredictable, really, when it comes down to those the, the, those uh, those positions in and amongst us. Um, the fact that we're in, in and amongst everything there, like smack in the middle of it, 12 or 14 points, I'm not too asked about where we are positionally at the moment because that, that can change within, within the space of, you know, look at the two wins that we had. We went into 18th place. The last two victories we had before we went to Fulham, sorry, the, the three victories that we had in six games before we went to Fulham tonight, has got us up to the mid mid table area of the league, which I think many of us as fans want us to be this season. Just as long as we aren't in and amongst the sides that are about to go down like we were yeah. last season. Um, in in reference going back to the game though, yeah, I thought there was such it was such a mixed bag of the way in which we seem to want to want to take these down, where we want to create where we want to create the chances. And you know, I, I thought again Anthony Gordon was another really iffy game for him. I felt that he, he struggled to get involved in it. Um Gray I thought was slightly better. Um but in all in all I didn't think that both of them were really that good. Midfielder wise as well I thought Onana stuck out. A Wolby again was on the periphery for most of it too. Um it was just a really uncomfortable game to get comfortable with. I felt less in terms of watching it, and it didn't get any better either because <laughs> I mistakenly went on Twitter and said that we didn't hit a shot on target for the third and fourth game. Um, but that's not actually true. They were just talking about the second half. Yeah, the stat came but, up, it, about the second but, half. 
But in and of itself, us not to have a shot on target in the second half is no, it's no reason to be all shouting up that well we did in the first half at least because they they the money parts of of matches in the Premier League, aren't they? And I, I felt um, I felt like we were really blunt blunt, uh, blunt when when it comes to that regard. And you've got Calvert Lewin on the pitch, which in which he lasted ninety for the first time, which obviously that's a bit of a bonus for him. Lampard again's got this strange issue with changes. I mean, given that it was a tight game in in regards to being nil nil, for him not to wait until like sixty five minutes before making a change is actually a reasonable excuse. Uh, I say an excuse, not in traditional sense, but the reason why he took so long to put somebody on is to see how it developed, given how closely we're playing each other. Yeah. Um, the other ones, he just seemed to willy nilly put them on after sixty odd games. But when we put Garner on, um. And then when we put Mopai on, I wasn't I wasn't too sure how this was going to work. It would taking Gordon off as well. There wasn't really that balance there on either side. I don't. It, it looked to me, Les, as soon as we put Mopai on up there with Calvert Lewin, uh, or that was going to be the idea was for him to be up there with Calvert Lewin. That looked to me like why it just it, it just looks like it, we'd find we'd struggle really hard to play a general four four two. Yeah, um, go on. No, I just, I just, I just, I do think we need a bit of a plan B now, don't we? Yeah, we absolutely do. Because yeah. if the way it wasn't working today, and it, you know, it's it, far from the only game it's not happened. Then, if if that formation doesn't work, if the two wingers aren't particularly working well, we have got the players there to change it to a sort of four four two. Probably take the wingers out completely and play a, a sort of diamond in the middle with a number ten. Probably stick a Wobie at number ten, perhaps put two players up front. There are options there to change it. Just yeah. don't know how comfortable Lampard is with that switching formation, or how comfortable the players would be. But I think it's it's something we definitely need to explore just to try and switch things around. Um, when you know, as you say, it's sixty minutes into the game, 65, 70 minutes, it's patently not working in the second half. Fulham mm-hmm. pretty much sussed us out. We can't make any chances at all. Does that break down? Uh, just going forward again, you kind of think if, if we do change it we could get something out the game. We could try something a little bit different. Always put two strikers up as well. Always unsettles the back four a bit more, doesn't it? Gives the two centre-half something more to think about. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that's something, sort of the next phase of things now. It's sort of, we kind of know how to grind out results because we've done that so far this season. And that can't really be overlooked. Sort of talking about the position we're in. Because, you know, if we... Those, those games last season, we may not get those draws. And it's like, I know we went six games unbeaten, then we got like four draws or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just grinding out those results. They all add up those points. They all add up to sort of to push you up the table a little bit. Complement that with a couple of wins. And that's how you push yourself up the table. But I think now the sort of the next part of the evolution for this team is going to have to be to find a way to break down teams like this. Well, not break them down because we weren't really in a position to do that where we wasn't like we were throwing everything at them. We just couldn't get through to actually just create chances. And, and give the defense a bit of a rest because that was that was pretty back to the wall second half. And thankfully, we've got the players who can defend like that now. You know, defend with all the lives, and then you've got you've got Pickford as well to sort of make the saves when he needs to. So it's, I think that's what we need to do next. Sort of work out a different way to play when that plan A isn't playing, isn't isn't working for us. Yeah, I'm I'm by that token as well. You, you've moved us beautifully on to the fact that Nathan Patterson's back. 
Um, and he, he come on for Seamus probably at the time when he very much needed to come on for Seamus. And I'm not slating Seamus whatsoever. I think he's I think he's generally been fine in when he's had to step in and replace Patterson. Um Firstly, Patterson's got back a hell of a lot earlier than I thought he would. Um, that injury that he got, I thought he might well be out at least until, well, probably the next time we'd see him in an Everton shirt would be after the World Cup um, on, on Boxing Day. It would have been a nice Christmas present, wouldn't it? But no, he's, he's come back early, he come back in, and largely we ended up finishing that game with the back four that we want to see in uh, Mikhailenko, Tarkovsky, Cody, and Patterson back in there. Um and then the other, just just to refer to the subs a little bit more or less, because I keep on expanding on this, and I, I do think it's an issue that Frank Lampard, it's a work in progress for him as a young manager that he has to learn, um, particularly and obviously in the, in the Premier League. Now, um, Patterson comes on on 64 for Seamus, then James Garner comes on for the Jessica Gay uh, like a minute later. Now, those like-for-like subs, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with them. Because I do think Adrissa wasn't much involved in the game. Again, he was somebody else who felt like he was on the periphery quite a lot. Um, didn't really involve. He doesn't. I don't think he does that a lot as a, a defensive midfielder player for us. Anyway, he's not somebody who you always want on the ball to pass it round. The lad next to him is the one you want to see do that with Onana, um, and, and getting forward a little bit more. So he decides to put James Garner on. I get that substitution because if you've got your your midfield duo. James Garner and uh, Onana, then I'm, I'm looking at that thinking, well, there's two lads you can build a foundation for in the midfield where you can attack, um, and, and they can be the base of the attack, trying to get the ball out to the wing and whatnot, and then, uh, what was the next one that come on? Uh, Dwight McNeil comes on for Damari Gray on 76. Mm, don't have a problem with it per se, but it probably needs to happen a little bit earlier. Um, I thought probably McNeil a little bit unfortunate that he didn't get a start. And then what was it? He left Anthony Gordon on for 86 before he puts Mopai on for him. Um, that's the one I'd probably have a bit more of an issue with. And and I'm, I'd love to ask Frank Lampard what his feeling was behind doing this. Um, yes, okay, you're putting on our second striker. But I don't think you're necessarily, necessarily putting him on as a traditional striker alongside... Dominic Calvert Loom when you put him on. If you saw if you saw that formation on on, on a piece of paper in, in their actual positions, you wouldn't be putting Mopai next to Calvert Loom. I wouldn't have thought if you Frank Lampard. No, because you've you've got no winger then, have you? You've exactly. Got, that, that's the thing that I thought he comes in with like an like an, an old school inverted winger, somebody who just drifts out to where Gordon was. And like to be fair, I think Taking Gordon off was the right decision to make, but I'm not sure he put the right player there for the for that very decision. Yeah, it, it, it seemed to just go from a four two three one to a four three three, didn't it? Yeah. Which in actual yeah. fact, there's not that much between those formations, to be honest. It's... Well, did you know did, 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 the, the funny thing that I found when he did that was that looks similar to what you'd want to see from Richarlison. Yeah. Somebody who can drift out and drive from the wing inwards. Um, rather than Anthony Gordon, who can do a bit of both and go on the outside and whip a crossing. The other thing as well that, come, that was a little bit more critical for me was not really getting much of a cross into Calvert-Lewin because the one time they did, he probably should have scored a goal as well. Yeah, he should have buried that. That, that was it, wasn't it? We just didn't do enough in that final third again. Although I think we did have was it four attempts at goal, I think, in the first half. 
Yeah, that's what yeah. I've been slated for, by the way. <laughs> 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 yeah, four, four on We actually had nine shots in the game, four on target. So I think all of that was in the first half, or at least yeah. all the shots on target were. Um, but yeah, you know, it's if we have got the wingers like Gray and Gordon, they've got to be getting crosses in. You know, and as we saw with that one, Calvert Lewin missed when he, if he hadn't got, if he hadn't touched it, probably would have gone through to Gordon to slot. Other way round, Gordon puts the cross in. Calvert Lewin's there. Gray needs to be behind him. We need to be packing players into the box, and we're not really doing that. Not getting the ball into the box, um, whipping it in from out wide, which is, you know, it's the way we've got Calvert Lewin playing, and that that's where this sort of bread and butter is. That that six yard box, that's what we should be doing while he's on the pitch. And we're not because there is some sort of breakdown, and we just—I don't know—we look hesitant to try and beat the fullbacks in everything today. There was just there was just a lot of turning back and passing the ball back in, which is dead frustrating when you've got wingers who can't actually take fullbacks on, like Gray and Gordon, you know, because they, they can do that. They just didn't seem to want to, and I think that's that's the most frustrating thing for me um, about that today. Uh, one other frustrating thing, if I can just pick up on that, was the uh, the red card. Uh, with Mitrovic, there was some <laughs> or the red card that wasn't. <laughs> oh, there was some really. I mean, he should have been sent off for that, no doubt. VAR yeah. apparently looked at it, said no, and then that penalty for Fulham in the second half. How on earth did the VAR didn't give that? The one from the cross, the one where he uh, William got took out. He just got his foot. Stuck. Oh yes, that was late. That that was uh, later on in in the first half. I thought we were lucky to get away with one as well. Where. I can't remember who it's against, but someone's trying to run in and just gets dragged down. But it's oh it's, yeah, it was. Um, it's top seen off, a little corner. bit on of fifty fifty. Free kick or something or corner. Yeah, it's free kick or corner comes in. Yeah. yeah. And um, it 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 looked like it looked like all for all the money in the world. It was such an easy pen to give away. Yeah. You see them at pen a penny every week, but for some reason, and to the referee's credit, credit it, it wasn't given. Um, even though like I I think it was a bit of a Six of one, half a dozen of the other type of challenge that you'd see, you know, only because when they initially get sort of go down from who was it? Was was it Cozy or was it? It was Tarkovsky, yeah, I think. Tarkovsky, yeah, who pulls them down? It's that's the second thing that makes me think, yeah, pen's getting given here now. But if you look just before that, the referees actually used a bit of peace of mind and looked around and thought before he started running off and Tarkovsky pulled him down. He did the exact same thing yeah. before Tarkovsky did his. So, you know, that's not going to happen if he gives a free kick to that. So I'd like to think, I would like to think, Les, but not necessarily going to be true, that that was actually a bit of common sense from refereeing and VAR, but I doubt that's going to be the case. Yeah, it was probably more luck than design, wasn't it? Really. <laughs> it um, was what? Probably more luck than design. That's yeah, it absolutely, sort of, absolutely. Yeah. Just didn't give it. But yeah, I think... Uh, the, the, the foul on Garner, I mean, the referee's position for that, he's, he's literally stood about two yards yeah. away from it. It's right in front of him. It's a yeah. horrible tackle. And I just I just don't get how he's not given the red card. And then it's gone to VAR and they've looked at it and been like, nah. It's this whole thing again, isn't it? The fact that Evan have gone the longest, like, in however many seasons or whoever is in the Premier League now, ever the, the the team that's gone longest without playing against ten men. There's not been a yeah. red card against us for ages, and it's just you look at things like that and you're like, why? You look at things like um, last season, Palace, that foul on Gordon. How was that not a red card? How are yeah. these things going like massively unpunished? 
Yeah, I don't want to like go the conspiracy theory, but it's just it's just dead weird and just a bit rubbish, really, because you know that they're, they're the sort of thing that turn the game, aren't they? And yeah, you know, does it you know Newcastle battered Fulham four one um a few weeks back, largely because they got a player sent off after 20 minutes. That happens there. Mishrich goes off. That is a completely different game there. And he deserved to go off. And it's frustrating that, you know, we didn't do ourselves any favours playing 11 v 11, but it really should have been 11 v 10. And, it, you know, th- th- those sorts of things, when they're not going for you, it's just it's dead, dead frustrating. Well, it's like what you said about, um, you know, the, these these draws that we're getting, the, the points do add up, but so do the decisions that we're not getting as well. Um, yeah. You know, when when it gets to that point where you like you you desperately need to go and get three three points away from home because even like that that we, we spoke quite a lot about this I think um after the Palace game last week that that should be an absolute blueprint to the way we play at Goodison Park um particularly against the lesser sort of sides in inverted commas don't mean to disrespect Palace because they are a fine side. Um, as the day proved, because he went and got three points against Southampton. But um, those are teams that you want to be getting three points. You need to be getting three points from a home uh, to to have a comfortable, um, a comfortable finish in the in the Premier League table. And also going away from home, mate, it, it it's it's getting to the stage now. I think when we go away from home, that it's huge that we don't lose games. Mm. Um, it, it it's really big because it'll be a game size that we want to compete with. What? Nine times out of ten, you know, three for three quarters of that league, we we're going to be competing against those sides. From I'm not saying we're going to be competing for European positions, but if you get if you talk about like seventh downwards, Everton should be looking to try and get a result, like confident to go somewhere and get a point, at least a point. Um, and I still don't look at us away from home anywhere near as confident as I do as we did against Crystal Palace last week. And that, that's still going to remain an issue for me. Now, it, it's going to be interesting now, isn't it? Because now we're getting to the stage where this is completely brand new for us to split the season up into two. Yeah. Um, the World Cup, ridiculous, quite ridiculous World Cup. And I'm saying it's ridiculous for now, but we're probably doing all sorts of content on it <laughs> when the World Cup comes up. But uh, my personal opinion, I think it's an absolute disgrace that there's a World Cup starting in the middle of November um, and taking us all the way up to Boxing Day. Even though come Boxing Day, it'll be like a second Christmas day for us, won't it? Because um, we're finally getting being able to get back. Ooh, we've got Wolves at home, isn't it, when we come yeah. back? Yeah, Wolves are home with no trains on, so... Well, Oh yeah, of course. And then I'm got I'm got New Year's Eve City away. Yeah, yeah. that's that's that, that's not going to be a good end to the year. <laughs> oh, Christ, no. But we live in, we do live in hope. But um, yeah, the last two we've got left though, Les Leicester at home next week, and then we go to well the double headed against given the Carabao Cup that's down there. Yeah, um, me and you were over in Ireland. Well, maybe maybe in our faint hopes and dreams that we were going to go down to Bournemouth for a week, <laughs> <laughs> which is not going to happen. But just, just like old one, times, it's what? Just like old times, just like old times, <laughs> mate. Yeah, we love going down there, didn't we? But we never won a game. Oh yeah, it was it was at once great and dead shit, wasn't it? Yeah, because we we went two 0 up against ten men. Two two. No, we had ten one. men, didn't we? Yeah. We had ten men went two 0 up and drew two all, and then the other one we got beat three one. Yeah, at the, we at the one that though, didn't we? The what? Sorry, we won one 0 up and that one the three 0 the three one. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, and they were both roasting days, boss days as well, oh, weren't they? Lovely. Yeah, absolutely stunning day. And it is it is a gorgeous place down there, isn't it? You can never you can never never give that against Bournemouth as a place. But we uh, we digress a little bit. So anyway, Everton nil. Um, well, Fulham nil. Everton nil. Um, a point gained. I think that. Well, I I I think we both agree to say that, Les, wouldn't we? That we uh, we yeah. we take take a point away from um from Craven Cottage. They they're aside that, and and I think the commentary said it. I think Bill Leslie's commentating on it, and he said that this will probably live to be a good point to take away from Fulham because they've been a much better side, um, certainly this season, certainly that we've seen for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, that that'll be a decent draw for us to take. I mean, even look at them across the road; they struggled to get a point down there, didn't they, at the start of the season? Yeah. Um, and and it's such a, it's such a small, compact ground that I always think it it just always seems like a struggle to keep the ball. See, because they they will be on top of you, but also you've got you've got the crowd. That's what, I know they've had some str- changes made to. Craven Cottage, but it looks like all the fans are almost right on your toes all the way through the game. That 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 is not a bad point to come away with. That no, it's, I mean, just talking about good aways, Fulham is up there with the best aways you can go. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, it's outstanding. But yeah, just looking at their results. So they they drew with Liverpool their first game of the season, but unlucky not to win. That to be honest. Um, then he beat Brentford three two at home. Uh, Brighton they beat them two one at home. Uh, he got beat by Newcastle, but as I said, he went down to ten men after about twenty minutes and that. And gone, no mate, look look at Newcastle this look at oh, Newcastle today. Yeah. <laughs> they are doing well, but I don't think they get beat four one if they go down if they don't go down to ten men. And then they do two all with Bournemouth, which is a bit of an anomaly. and then be Bill three 0 So we can't really look at that as anything but a good point. I don't yeah. think because they are very good at home. They've had some dodgy results away, got beat three one at West Ham. Um, probably predict. Well, yeah, I did. I think as well. Low less those results that you're talking about, it, it shows you what such a difficult, unpredictable side that we can be. Yeah, um, the, the one of those teams where you're like, you know, what if you put name on your weekend coupon? Best of luck doing that because they could take any of the three results you can get from a game. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I don't. I, as I said before, and it was it was frustrating. Yeah, because we just didn't do enough in the second half, and we didn't do ourselves a justice, no, especially we, compared to how we played against Palace last week. Yeah, we we, we didn't, but it, it, again, we need to sort of just just temper our expectations. You know, it wasn't the second half display was pretty bad, um, but we put in a load of bad performances last season, probably worse than that over ninety minutes. So you know, the the team is gradually progressing, and. You know, to, to get a nil-nil draw away at Fulham, who are on a good run, really good run at home, I, just, I don't think we can have any complaints with that. I don't, I'd hate to think people are pissed off with this result, thinking, oh, we did nothing in the second half, we could have done better. We didn't, but we got a point. You know, we get points away at teams like Fulham, we beat them at home, we'll be doing all right in the league. You know, we they got away with one with Mitrovic get, not getting sent off. We got away with one with not getting the penalty given against us. Um. It was a pretty fair result, and I, I can't be. We just can't be too down on it. It's just steady progress. That's you know, we can't be looking at Europe yet after the season we had last season. I know we've made good signings, and we look a different proposition this season. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We can't mm. be expecting to go down there and beat them. There's no reason why we couldn't. We just didn't play well enough to, and that's going to happen. And it's it, you know, it's it's another point on the board. 
it's an old cliche, yeah, but it's it is another point on the board, isn't it? And it just it just keeps us hanging around that mid table. Just the important ones again now. Uh, um, the the one against Leicester at home is really important. Mm. That's the team we should be beating at home. We need to win the home games like that, and then pick up points wherever we can on the road. So it it would be nice to just it'd be nice to get four of the next two, but maybe just go unbeaten until the World Cup. I reckon though. Yeah, yeah, I I I agree with you, Les. Um, to sort of as you look at wrapping the pod up post match up I think yeah I think um, obviously it's not no game to write home about in terms of chances and it was a really good one for any neutral to watch but yeah I, I've you know it's often the way fans the way top clubs used to live on was take four points from two take four points from two take four points from two the, the, it's disappointing when the one point comes from home but yeah. do it the way we have there, then you feel like quite content, really, don't you? You take three points at home, takes the pressure off you when you go away from home, so perhaps you play better and do get your three points again. But the fact that we took a draw, four points in two games, two clubs that were bang on competing against this season as well, in and around the mid-table, Fulham, Fulham might well right now be open for even better than that, the way they've played so far this season. I think Palace will as well. To be fair to them, they, they're sides that I think are comfortably going to be in midfield. And do you know what? I'd, I'd stick my neck out as far as saying I think we're going to be quite comfortable this season. I, I I don't think we'll be getting near where we were in the troubles of last year. I see it more as what I would have loved to have seen as Lampard's first season. Mm. And that is when he's when he's come in, well, hopefully he wouldn't have come in in the middle. But if he comes in at the start of a campaign, get into like a relatively positive, progressive season that doesn't have Everton involved in any sort of trouble. That that's what I that's what I conventionally conventionally want with a manager at Everton. There's just none of this drama that's all over the place with spending ridiculous amounts of money on generally shit players. Yeah. No not now now I'd like to see a bit of calm and he's starting I think slowly to install that. Um and you mentioned these last two ones before the World Cup um like I say, it's it it's concertina, doesn't it? The league table, you know, if if you if you find yourself going and taking six points, I, t- I tell you what, you talk about a hard game is Fulham, Bournemouth away is a hard game now, mm. um, because they've been brilliant since they got rid of Scott Parker. They've picked up some brilliant. They were really unlucky today. They went two 0 up and got home against um, Spurs. Ended up losing it three two. They're, they're a fun team to watch as well, Bournemouth. If you do sort of get a chance to look at them, match of the day or whatever, um, that that'll be that'll be a really interesting game to have down there. Very similar to uh, to Fulham in many ways, I think. That sort of small stadium, which looks like you can barely move, and your players need to pass the ball really accurately, really quickly to get it out their feet. Um, that looks like a similar place. And then Leicester as well. I, I don't know if you watched Leicester this morning, Les, um, yeah. against Man City. I wouldn't go as far as saying they were unlucky to get a point because City, City did sort of well as you would expect possession wise, dominated the uh, the match. But <laughs> Tielemans had this ridiculous shot, and I know he scored a whopper of a goal in the away at Wolves last week. Yeah, yeah, the shot was very similar that he just cracked off the top of the bar. Yeah, after that. yeah my dad told me about that from a corner, wasn't it? Fulham yeah. did today, didn't he? That was similar. And he think back, think back to that year that uh, Paul Scholes scored. Yeah. That goal where he volleyed it against Villa, barring in, 
it was going to be the exact same with that, but Ederson ended up getting his uh, tip of his finger to it and put it onto the bar. But yeah, they could have closed it a bit more. The goal... Uh, it was held from De Bruyne. So the yeah, he's... Uh, it, it just it just feels inevitable that this happens once every game or there's going to be a, a time where he does something like that. Because, again, I think I think Leicester were really good in what they did in, in breaking them down and obviously sat really, really deep. City walking around with like 65% plus possession. You know what's going to happen, but you just need to live with it. Much yeah. the same way as you mentioned there, you know what's going to happen when we go to most away games. You're not going to have much of the ball or a lot of the ball. But when you do get it, do something with the counts and just don't concede. Yeah. That seems to be the blueprint for us going forward as much as last week against Palace. That's how we should win games at Goodison Park. So, um, let's uh, we'll sort of leave everyone with that thought. But, yeah, I mean, I think at this stage of the season, after what we've had 13 games now, what have we had? Three wins. Yeah, three wins. What is it? Four draws, three defeats, is it? Three, five and five. Three, five, and five. Yeah, we're on yeah. fourteen points. We're four points off eighth and four points off eighteenth. That's that's the that's the definition of mid table. That is, is banging <laughs> mid table up. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you can basically discount the top few clubs, can't you? Yeah, you take um, you take you take that back seven eight months, mate. You'd absolutely bite someone's hand off. Oh, firstly, oh. that we firstly that we were still in the division, but secondly that we are at near the bottom of it. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave that way. Did obviously there'll be loads of reaction, probably not that much reaction as there usually is um, to our weekend game, given it was a nil-nil draw down at uh, Craven Cottage but there'll be bad falls to come up and we'll have some announcements to make as well as what, we're, what we'll be doing across the World Cup, we'll be doing some World Cup coverage we'll be getting loads of other different people involved and all the same group that we have as well um, and if you are in and around the ground we normally go and do, as you probably know by now we go and do our post match at the Denby Castle. Um, we're looking to see as many of you, as, as you guys that listen to us as you possibly can, and there's probably a drink in it for you as well if you do come and join us. But we'll have all the information to that for the week to come. And yeah, up the toffees and uh, the blueroomefc.com is where you'll find everything you need to see and listen to. And we'll speak to you again throughout the week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.